0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Why it Matters. You know, powered by technologies such as blockchain, virtual reality, and augmented reality. The Metaverse is an immersive 3D world where people can spend their time to work, learn, and engage. And the Metaverse will produce imaginative and more creative ways for people to collaborate and work online. Space will not be an issue as there will be digital workstations and 3D avatars will be able to meet well, face-to-face in that sense, without the need for meeting rooms and conference equipment. Activities such as brainstorming, ideation, socializing, teamwork, all this will be enhanced by VR tools. So, theory, it should be a lot easier to read body language and actively participate in group discussions. Meta, formerly known as Facebook, and smartphone maker HTC are currently experimenting with the metaverse to improve collaboration and communication. So, moving forward, how will the metaverse make an impact on the future of work. Well, on the line with me this morning is Shobit Chobe, who is Head of Investor Client Solutions and Experience Consulting Asia-Pacific at CBRE. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So you guys are an American commercial real estate services and investment firm. I bet this is going to take quite an interesting turn where the conversation is concerned. Shobit, let's start off with how the pandemic has changed the way we work, Um, obviously with technology, but in your opinion, good or bad?
1: Actually, uh, mostly good, but also that it has uh, thrown some interesting uh, you know, shifts in the way we work. And uh, I think that the the last two years were, were challenging, to say the least. But especially for workers, there were some sort of green lights, so to speak. You know, they were able to find, um, you know, balance between work and, and life. Um, and, but... Uh, what was the most difficult part from an employee perspective was to find the connection that they usually have mm-hmm. with their colleagues uh, when they're not able to go back to the, uh, uh, to the office. So I think that has really changed the way people work and look at work and colleagues and the whole productivity ecosystem.
0: Because we spend more than eight hours a day in the office. So technically we're interacting with people all the time. You, you change that and, and you work from home. It does kind of put you off balance but that's not the only thing that we have really observed. I mean, there are other issues where like this push for climate change or to tackle climate change rather, and the need to digitalize your workflow and processes a lot faster.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think you, you brought
0: about a really important point
1: around climate change, you know, uh, you know, you know very much in singapore but also in other economies you know travel is a major part of what you you know do every day to get to work and mm. travel has reduced uh, so so that has uh, you know hopefully reduced the uh, level of carbon emission that any employee you know is responsible for uh, but uh, the other sort of uh, uh, you know so on on slightly negative side is that i think uh, some of the employees are also losing the human connection and that's where technology is able to help because, you know, with all these tools for video conferencing and, you know, collaboration, those were helpful. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of work that still needs to be done for that to be, uh, you know, more effective. And that's where I think Metaverse can play a part in making remote collaboration more effective.
0: For sure. I mean, when we look at something like this, first the hybrid work model, and then now Metaverse, the existence of officers. is is that something that's at risk can we really truly say bye bye office
1: no 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 i think that uh, offices uh, are are back uh, with a bang if i can say that actually uh, at the start of the pandemic many people believed that offices may not be as useful as they as as we think uh, they were but i think uh, you know over the last 6 to uh, you know 4 to 6 months what we've seen is that people have really like the fact that for at least three three to four days they can come back and mingle with the colleagues, especially in Singapore you know um, you know the the idea of spending time with their colleagues, having lunches and social activities is a huge part of how the culture is built so office is there, but obviously the purpose of the office. Mm is now shifting to be a little bit more focused on collaboration and the community connect than, you know, you going there and working alone for eight hours. I think that paradigm
0: has shifted. Mm, so at the end of the day, really, we have to look at this in a more human cultural aspect that people finally have what they want all along. And it's a simple word, choice.
1: Absolutely. You, you have asked, uh, That's the word that I really love that, you know, employees. And people want choice. They want to also, you know, uh, be sometimes at working from home, you know, sometimes taking that odd break. And then, uh, you know, more often than not, they would want to be around their colleagues and friends working, collaborating, brainstorming together. So if you take away the choice, there was, I think, a recent study, even in I think it was published on Straight Times and other sort of uh, things. But it talked about that two out of five workers in, in Singapore would not accept a job. If, they're not, if they cannot yeah. work from home. Yeah. So you may have sort of read that. So I think that, that is all about choice and, and people you know wanting to do what they think is the best
0: uh, for them. As much as bosses, I have friends who, who say this at their various town halls and whatnot, that's been going around everywhere, right? They encourage workers to go back to the office, but they give that flexibility, which is quite nice. You brought up how Metaverse is coming into the picture. Does this mean this urgency to ensure that we have the technology to improve ways that we connect, to improve ways that we can read each other even though we're on opposite sides of a country.
1: Yeah, I mean actually I study and sort of focus a lot on this particular aspect because I was recently also reading another study that Typically, you know, uh, uh, digitally, uh, any connect takes 30 to 40 percent more time to create the same trust levels uh, as opposed to when you meet somebody in person. So if I'm doing this with you, Elliot, you know, in person, the the, dynamics, I guess, might be, you know, slightly different. So my point there being is that uh, technology is now uh, helping the way we can actually not only uh, hear each other, but also see our emotions, the body language. And that's where, uh, you know, uh, Metaverse is providing an, an answer now. Having said that, there is still a long way to to go. Uh, you've talked about you know, uh, you know companies such as Meta or STC and other uh, other companies uh, providing tools like that, uh, but uh, it's still in the evolution process. So, but I think in the next uh, two to three years, we'll see a lot of that being adopted in mainstream to support remote collaboration and people coming together.
0: I like that you brought up the body language thing because, Shobit, it makes me very uncomfortable. So I understand that VR tools at least offer a first step into trying to to help out in this scenario. Now, I'm a trained profiler and body language reader, and I Mm. can't imagine it. Like, I need to see the person. I need to gauge the energy, feel off the person's energy before I can draw a proper profile. How does VR help me there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that nothing, nothing beats uh, you know face-to-face collaboration. I completely agree with that. But what happens when there is that is not possible? So if you're here and somebody is really way over on the other side of the world, and you still have to work together, and that's where VR might offer uh things that are better than just having you know plain you know video conferencing or 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 uh, you know audio calls so and as you know i mean this these technology is similar to how internet was in the early 90s clunky <laughs> and a little difficult to understand and very expensive but i think my uh you know optimistic side thinks that over the next Three to five years, it will become cheaper, and the technology is evolving to not only read your facial expressions, but you know, hand movements, your you know, vibe. So these are some of the things that are active technology. You know, uh, you know, companies working towards achieving. And I think when that happens. So it will be less like a game, right now how it looks like, Mm -hmm. and more like a real-life environment. Uh, But but this is, again, you know, this this will require an effort from the teams or technology teams to sort of really evolve this
0: platform, Mm these platforms. So to be fair, it's still very early days. Okay. But it certainly does, you know, with Metaverse or even VR, it certainly does create a scenario where organizations have an opportunity to really keep their employees engaged. Would you have examples of how they could do that? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, actually,
1: even um, in uh, in the companies that I've sort of closely worked with, one of the key use cases for, for such a technology has been on employee onboarding and a lot of companies uh, have had a pretty difficult time onboarding new employees in their companies because you know when you go to a new office and a new employment you are excited you're a bit nervous you feed off of the as you said energy of other colleagues Mm -hmm. who come and welcome you so uh vr tools have been now created to make the onboarding process a little bit more human-like for for somebody who's not physically present in the same location Secondly, uh, I think, uh, you know, employee engagement activities, um, you may have heard that, you know, um, a a lot of companies have started to organize events. Now, again, I am not saying that you can have events, uh, you know, uh, like lifelike events on the metaverse, but slowly uh, the technology is evolving to have events also, you know, where you can see and, and, and interact with your colleagues and, you know, the whole experience in a much more tactile fashion. So those are some of the things that companies are using to bring global employees or employees working in different remote locations who can't travel together to increase engagement. So those are a couple of examples where a lot of companies have already started to experiment into. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, I'm thinking business idea also might be quite interesting because like this weekend in New York, they're having their New York Comic Con. They're expecting footfall about 200,000. Yes, it falls shy of the 250,000 in 2019. But eventually you could have these events sell different tier tickets. So if you can't attend a concert, perhaps could buy cheaper and attend virtually.
1: Yeah absolutely i mean those those uh, those all those concerts have now the ability for you to join uh, using your avatar and not only can you mm-hmm. go out for yourself but you can actually you know also dress up like what happens in such comic cons mm-hmm. uh, and not only uh, in in such uh, uh, you know uh, comic cons but also a large Set of uh, celebrities have started doing, um, you know, their events and, and concerts using the same technology. I, I, you may have heard of Snoop Dogg sort yeah. of doing uh, something like this uh, sometime back. So that's that's happening. So slowly, as the pop culture sort of, uh, you know, adopts it, it'll sort of seep into the business world. Um, As well, in my this is my hypothesis.
0: Yeah, I I can't wait to use it myself, uh, especially (laughs) in attending weddings that I don't want to be around my relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you you know the feeling, (laughs) you know the feeling. (laughs) Okay, the future of workplaces with metaverse in the mix. I mean, it's definitely going to continue to influence. But how tricky is it to find that balance as we move forward? There are still a lot of traditional bosses that believe you know you have to have face to face. Yes, yes. no I completely agree.
1: I think. The the mindset will uh, uh, mindset will shift slowly, but I think that I think ultimately the most important part of the process is to sort of go and reach out to your colleagues, to your employees, to the community, to understand what they want, and then take decisions that can allow you to take be very informed about the choices that you're putting out. Over the social media and the news circle, you may have seen that uh, whenever companies have mandated a certain strategy that oh please come back to work or you know you always are working from home that's when the larger community has been quite you know not receptive to to a very specific single uh, uh, sided mandate so i think it's all about as you said choice and flexibility and listening to employees and then taking uh, you know the help of technology to make those choices easily available to your community and to your employees would be something I think is the way forward. Gone are the days where you can just tell an employee that this is what you should be doing and this is how you should work. I mean, I think that was a strategy that worked very well for a lot of people, but I think going uh, forward with new generation, you need a bit more empathy and sort of understanding that their lifestyles and the way they work is changing to so the company and the uh, and the and the technologies that
0: support that should also evolve. It could potentially be great for development as well in the sense that we've often had the argument and the struggle that people don't take charge of their own data security. With this, we could have a whole generation where they will be giving us a good example of how to take care of their own data.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that's also one part which, uh, from a regulatory perspective, uh, requires you know, a bit more work. I know that uh, many people have this concern that even with your smartphones, yeah. you sometimes don't know what data is being sort of given out. <laughs> uh, and with the metaverse, I mean, it, it is now into that into 10 times. Uh, so so uh, I think that there is a need for greater regulation. But again, uh, it, the importance is that the person who's, in, you know, immersing into this technology should have the choice to see what data is being used by anybody else and data security. So if I, you know, somehow, uh, become Elliot. And, yeah. and, and tomorrow, uh, you know, hold hold this uh, this this uh, radio show, you might not be very happy if I can, you know, steal your digital outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Virtually, I'd like to see that. I paid to see that, to be honest. It'd be quite interesting to see how that goes. Uh, but hey, you know, that could be the future, future concerns and, you know, future advancements. I've been speaking to Shobit Shobi, show who is the head of Investor Client Solutions and Experience Consulting Asia-Pacific at CBRE. I've enjoyed this conversation. You take care and have a great day. Thank you again. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.